0: Welcome to the Our Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you.
1: It's that sort of internal, internal presence, um, that peace? If we're at peace inside, it so comes over to people. If we're feeling love, loved, they feel love. We are such communicators of what's going on inside. Um, so that's why on the school we, we stress so much about who you are, where you are, this place of security, this place of belonging, this place of you are amazing. And what I was going to talk about was about where Jesus, all the way through the Bible, so I was going to take you on a bit of a Bible study through looking at the rock because Jesus describes himself as a rock and it's right from Genesis, right through to probably Revelation. Um, And in that, what he's saying is, I'm the rock and you're the little rock. So that every characteristic of the big rock is actually in you, you're the little rock. And that's what he was saying to Peter when he said to Peter, he changed his name to rock, little rock, Mm. stone that's what it means and it's like from Petra but Peter's name was the little rock but have you ever been to Petra or seen pictures of Petra do you know where that is, is it Jordan it
0: is yeah I've been
1: there have you been there Yeah. Oh. the
0: lost city of Petra, it's
1: incredible because it, it made a city out of this rock mm. and Jesus was saying I'm like this massive big rock and uh Hopefully I'll bring the pictures anyway, but you're like this little rock of that. But everything in the little rock, every characteristic of the big rock is in the little rock. So this is who this is who he wants you to see yourself as the son of God with all the same properties, all the same characteristic as that big rock. Um anyway So that's what I was gonna do today, but I've just, I just felt your words team on, or that heart of yours that you'd said you wanted to get out of school, just going round and round in that brain in the last 24 hours. And I just, I just did a bit of a switch on because I feel that you've done a lot on who you are and you probably quite a lot of that journey in who you are. And what I might want us to think about now, is, so what does that mean for those people we encounter like you were saying um, our slogan as a church is living loved loving you do you know that have you been told that <laughs> So, and that's where we are at with that when I know how loved not just how loved I am but how, how amazing he's made me being I will love you because I will be encountering you without fear um, you know just able to love freely because I'm free but what I want to think about is what that freedom actually looks like so we're just going to look at Galatians 5 before we go into John oh sorry Andy's just a second Andy's I did write it all down at the beginning of
0: the chat and then Keith might have forgot. Uh, I think she might have printed the, um, the verses out for us again you have
1: a comment you will do it right now. <laughs> yeah. However, I'll read it to you. What? Can we put this on pause? Crested red one. The red one. Just press it again. Yeah. There's been a bit of people, a couple of people saying something like, "Okay, so I'm free," you know. So. Um, and I'm free, so I can do what I like. I can live to please me, kind of thing. So I'll just do whatever I want. Now, that's right in a sense. However, what we want, when we really know how loved we are and what Jesus has done for us, what we actually want is for him and for others. It's not really, it's right to care about ourselves, and we, we're gonna read it. But there's just something more, so we're gonna read this one because I think this answers it beautifully to go into you. Galatians five thirteen to 14, says so the top bit here. Beloved ones, God has called us to live a life of freedom in the Holy Spirit. But don't view this wonderful freedom as an opportunity to set up a base of operations in the natural realm. So, would you know what a base of operations would be? Like in the army, you would set up a base. Um, when you got to a new place, you know, set up a base. Okay, where do we go from here kind of thing. Well, we're not gonna do, it says don't do that about for the natural. Um, you know, the things that you'd find pleasing right now or something. Freedom means that we become so completely free of self-indulgence that we become servants of one another, expressing love in all we do. And I just love that because (laughs) it's not something that we have to force to happen. I think as we continue to live in love and just get so besotted with God's love for us, see ourselves in his eyes see his just dancing with joy over us that kind of thing then somehow you don't have to make yourself love others it just seems to be that you see other people in that same way that he sees you and you're just dancing with joy over them and just so delight delighted with them and all and it's like as if you just want to love them you want to do something to help you want to bless them you want to give and it's a natural overflow alright so I don't want you seeing this as something that's always oh, it's heavy I've got to try and love this you know what I mean it, it comes out of knowing how loved you are and it says for love completes the laws of God all of the law can be summarised in one grand statement demonstrate love to your neighbour even as you care for and love yourself. So it is really right to care for and to love yourself. But in that, you'll find yourself loving your neighbors as well. And it's great love for yourself to do what Andy was saying, like, you know, don't let all those burdens and anxieties and fears rest on you. That's not loving yourself. Um, You know, like on Sunday night when I said that I was, I sort of got this fear about I've got to get out. We've got to get out of this house quick, and we haven't got anywhere to go. Um, You know, and ah kind of thing. And then Josh said, "It's going to be okay." See, this this will probably happen. I'm sure it will happen all the time in your life. God gives you an opportunity. That was God speaking. That now. And he probably took, Josh, 10 seconds to say what he said. But it was like this sweet from Jesus, this, I could take that, I could take what that, his, he's speaking to me right now. I could take that into my heart, I don't need to worry. You don't need to be anxious, I trust you God. Might look right like, right now, like the waves are dead high. <laughs> Might look like I'm in that storm. Um, Like, quite what you said, Josh. Now, what I said a
0: few different words. I was like,
1: Well, it was the one thing that Mm. you know, it's gonna be alright, it's it's gonna be okay. And what I want to encourage you is when you're feeling you're in a storm and you don't know which way or whatever, say, Where were you, Jesus? Where are you? He's always got that word for you somewhere, mm. it's always there. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we'll, we've just got to think, Okay, Jesus, what is it? What are you saying right now? And sometimes it even will take me having to go say, I need you, Jesus, I need something, and I'll just get out this. <laughs> Um, You know, till I land on it. Do you know what I mean? Till I land on that place of peace. Um, But it's always there to be found. Um, And when I'm in that place of peace, you see, then I can love other people around me. When I'm in that place of fear, I'll be not very available to the people around me I'll be I might be abrasive because I'm anxious so words come out a bit sharply that kind of thing Um, you know you feel it don't you when somebody's anxious or whatever you feel it Um, but God has got that place for us as well, that stronghold of security for us to know that security every second of every day matter what is going on it's not re- it's not the circumstances don't dictate what goes on in here like Andy was saying ok so we're just going to look at one story in John so you might as well get your John books out rather than read my writing so John 13 to 17 ok oh. John 13, oh, what did I say? John 13, 1 to 17. Sorry. And this is what I found myself coming back to, Timon, when I was thinking about what you would said. Um, so I want us to look at it, and I want us to do some work together, really. But let's let's read it first. So can we read a paragraph each at a time? Um... <clears throat> So we've got down to
0: 17 if you want to go first Josh yeah. Jesus before Passover would be his last on earth before leaving this world to return to the Father's side. All throughout his time with his disciples Jesus had demonstrated a deep and tender love for them and now he longed to show them the full measure of his love before their evening meal had begun the accuser had already planted trail in the heart of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Now, Jesus was fully aware that the Father had placed all things under his control, for he had come from God and was about to go back to be with him. So he got up from the meal and took off his outer robe, and took a towel and wrapped it around his waist. Then he poured water into basin and began to wash the disciples' dirty feet and dry them with his towel.
1: But when Jesus got to Simon Peter, he objected and said, I can't let you wash my dirty feet, you're my Lord. Jesus replied, You don't understand yet the meaning of what I'm doing, but soon it will be clear to you. Peter looked at Jesus and said, You will never wash my dirty feet, never. Never. But Peter, if you don't allow me to wash your feet, Jesus responded, then you'll not be able to share life with me. So Peter said, Lord, in that case, don't just wash my feet. Wash my hands and my head too.
2: Jesus said to him, you are already clean. You've been washed completely and you just need your feet to be cleansed. But that can't be said of all of you. Jesus knew which one of them was about to betray him. And that's why he told them that not all of them were clean. After washing
0: their feet, he put his robe on and returned to his place at the table. Do you understand what I just did, Jesus said. You've called me your teacher and Lord and you're right, for that's who I am. So if I'm your teacher and Lord and have just washed your dirty feet, then you should follow the example that I have set for you, and wash uh, one another's dirty feet. Now do for each other what I have just done for you. I speak to you timeless truth. A servant is not superior to his master, and an apostle is never greater than the one who sent him. So now put into practice what I have done for you, and you will experience a life of happiness enriched with untold blessings.
1: It's lovely, isn't it? Uh, oh. <laughs> I love, you know, let's just go back to that first paragraph on the third line when it says Jesus had demonstrated a deep and tender love for them. And he sort of demonstrated that in that whole sort of three years of being with them, that deep they'd felt from him <clears throat> um, and it's so lovely that John says that because it seems to be at this point he's the only one who really gets that Jesus really loves him He's the he says he calls himself the one that Jesus loved and he's the only one that says that he got it you know he got the message the father deep. Jesus deeply loves me. The Father loves me with a tender love. And it's just so important. And now he wanted to show them the full measure of his love. I uh, something th- very important, I think, in this washing of the feet um, that was going to show the full measure of love. I remember In this group of disciples, there is Judas, okay, who Jesus already knows is about to betray him. So he already knows that. So if you like, he's got an enemy in this circle of people. Um, So of course he washes their feet. you know it says so it says in verse 14 if I'm your teacher and Lord and have just washed your dirty feet you should follow the example I've set for you and wash one another's dirty feet and what he's saying is that this will show the full measure of his love going back to that bit at the beginning so let's just have a little brain storm (laughs) if that's okay what do you what do you think do you think that Jesus was just, what do you think he could have been meaning? Because I don't think it was particularly just about washing the dirt off because there would have been a lot of dirt wouldn't there I don't know quite what they wore on their feet Um, but it would have been more like a sandal type thing and it wasn't roads like our roads, they would have been very dirty, very dusty Um, could have even been walking through animals droppings or anything, couldn't they Any thoughts on what Jesus on any wider thing that Jesus could have been meaning when he first of all takes off his outer robe, puts a towel around his waist, and gets down and washes their feet. Any
2: thoughts? He makes himself
1: to a servant. That's really important, isn't it, for one thing. Um, Because often, you know, if you're seen as a leader or something, or if you feel like, I'm a leader, I shouldn't have to, I don't know, put the chairs out or whatever. We just don't, um, you know, we see leadership as, actually, I'm going to come underneath you. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm going to lift you up to be the best that you can be and that's what I see is the role of a leader um, you know um, personally speaking we're just happy to do anything but I think that's not really quite relevant I think what it is is what I just said there it's just I want to lift you what I see as, as what Jesus did <laughs> um, he constantly you know he knew Peter's high he, that he would doubt him he knew all those things and he knew Judas and he still just kept lifting them up he allowed Judas who he knew was betraying him and knew was nicking all the money
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, he allowed him to be the treasurer to have that place of Uh, responsibility you know any other thoughts?
0: Um, it feels quite prophetic that it's like the last night before he goes and cleanses the whole world um, as well and he says if you don't allow me to wash your feet Peter then It's kind of like a little preparation for the big work thing, mm-hmm.
1: and does it does? Yeah. 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 I think that's really fabulous. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, it was like, you know, I'm going to wash you of all the dirt that you have. Ever, ever done or will ever, ever do right now. Um, and that's why so I love that where he says, actually, you're already clean, doesn't he? When you go over the page, <coughs> that next bit there, you are already clean. You've been washed completely. And it's just your feet need to be clean. But it's all this, like you're saying, this prophetic thing of what's about to happen. <laughs> any other thoughts what is he saying when he's saying in that verse 14 I want you to wash one another's feet what do you think he might be saying what else might he be
0: saying mm-hmm. to all be in service to one another to all be in that place of, of giving yeah yeah. One another. It's like yeah. it, it, it's like it's literally bringing everyone together, like down to earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know
1: that's right. Knocking out any yeah. like hierarchy yes. or superiority yeah. or yeah. anything <laughs> on the head.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: I think it it also, in a sense, implies that we're all going to need it and in that sense yeah. we need one another so again side by side you know today it might need me to wash your feet tomorrow you will probably be washing somebody else's feet so there's that um, sense of community isn't there um But I want to ask you a question, which might sound really obvious, but what is the result of having your feet washed? What can you see when you are washed? It's not a trick question. Clean feet. Clean feet. So it's my job find the clean feet, in other words, I'm not going to focus on the muck, right, and, oh gosh your feet are really dirty, right, or your feet are too stinky to wash, no, my job, I want to see, I want to see your nice clean feet, uh, which is a picture of I want to see the real you. I want to see who you really are. This dirty, stinking version of you is not the real you. It's my job to reveal who you really are. So, if you're doing something that's you know stinking thinking, as, as uh, Sharon's mom says, you know, in other words, you just like having a having a bit of a. Uh, Right. My role is to, in that sense, wash that muck away so that we can both appreciate your beautiful thing. And I'll just say one other thing. Feet. <laughs> right? There's a verse later on in the Bible, somewhere in the Bible, it says, How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news. And Paul talks about the shoes of the gospel. So the feet are a bit like a symbol of the gospel, of the good news of Jesus. And so my, my job in washing feet is to reveal the gospel, reveal the good news reveal your true identity reveal what it looks like, what you really look like you and Jesus um, so, that's what it says to me it's good isn't it Mm-mm.
1: we have such an awesome kind of <coughs> let's say on our lives team on like what you were saying that's what your heart is oh gosh you know it's just such a privilege to be able to come up to somebody and wash their feet show them what they're really like you know we used to be so good at showing them the muck (laughs) pointing out oh you're really at that why can't you stop doing it why don't you change And we've realized that actually that doesn't work that just makes somebody feel worse actually but what God wants me to do is call out the gold show them the beauty of who they really are Um, and when we're all doing that for one another in the family of Jesus can you imagine like what we're going to grow up to be like together no wonder it says the world will know that you're my disciples when you love one another you know um because it, it releases it there's honor which just pulls out for one another if I'm just looking at what's great about you you know I'm honoring you I'm lifting you up I'm I'm encouraging you to be the best you can be you know Um Nobody needs their faults pointing out. We're all very, very well aware of them. Well, if you ask me, I am anyway, so I imagine you are. <laughs> you don't need to be told that. What I need to be told is how Jesus sees me, because often that's so little in my own belief system. But when we say it to each other and bless one another and wash one another's feet with the eyes of Jesus... I just wanted to, because I think it's, it's really important, because each letter of Paul as well, just looking at your name, Joshua, Paul, each letter of Paul's that he's written, you know, in these, the letters, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, they'll start with seeing who we are in Christ. Every one of them starts from that perspective. Who you really are. Then it goes on to... This is what it'll look like in your relationship with all this team. (laughs) This is what it'll look like, Josh. And I think we used to read it as, you'd only read them bits. Do you know what I mean? I can't do it. I've got to try hard to love people or whatever. And it's impossible. It is impossible. However, when we know we're the glass with the purple water, and it isn't about our strength, it's about... Actually, Dad, I'm just trusting in you today. You know, like we did that leaning back. We're gonna love these people together. We're gonna have a great day. Blessings, people lifting them up, letting them see who they really are. Because it's such a delight. And you know what? When you see people like smile and start to believe it, you must know. Like in your heart goes boom, doesn't it? It's like oh, really enjoying this moment. Um.
2: Just say one other thing. Yeah. Is that okay? Because uh, there's a verse, isn't there, about being, you know, washed. The, the word of God is referred to as, you know, like it's like the water of life. Um, so that idea that what washes us, you know, the, the water is the symbol for the word of God. In other words, the truth. What does God say about me? What does God say? So we're using the the word is the water and that's what we're using to wash. Which comes back to the self actually the Bible says this about you. The Bible says this about you, so um, I want this this I just want to be accused of brainwashing. Okay? We have this phrase, don't we? Oh well, they've brainwashed. been brainwashed. Right? In other words, they've been hoodwinked into thinking a load of lies. But I would love us to be brainwashed constantly by the water, the truth of the word. So I'm, I'm just doing my daily brainwashing.
1: <laughs> i a bit. So after that, this then, of the washing the feet, Jesus then goes into some encounter with Judas. Um, I haven't actually written this down for you, sorry. But oh yeah, in your book, page seventy-two. <laughs> I forgot <I> again. <laughs> so he said, "One of you is going to betray me." Okay. And and John asks, who is it? Now then. Verse 26. The one I give this piece of bread to, after I've dipped it in the bowl, Jesus replied. Then he dipped the piece of bread into the bowl and handed it to Judas, the locksmith. Mine says the locksmith. Does yours say Iscariot? Yeah. Judas Iscariot, the sort of sign.
2: Right. Have got
1: the same no I have an old an older one they do change as they go along I notice I this before so. not. of songs has changed <laughs> anyway not. the son of Simon and if you do you have a comment underneath um, in mine it is C do you have that that this was culturally an act of cherished friendship and intimacy have That's you got that yeah. yeah okay to hand over choice bits of food to a friend. Jesus was, even with his enemy around that table, so he just washed his enemy's feet. He just washed all the dirt off it, off those feet. He'd, like, said to him in that act, act, I really love you. I am your servant. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to love you. And now he does this this intimate act of friendship. That it was just a very special thing. If you would take a choice bit of food, which this bread would be being dipped, and hand it to someone, it was like accepting their friendship. Like, you know, it was a very special thing to do. Jesus didn't do that. Just, you know, everything he did was... It was all so such a powerful thing. Judas would have known Jesus was saying, you're my friend. You're my friend, Judas. I love you, Judas. You're so special to me. It's quite um, a challenging kind of story that, isn't it? Quite a challenging thought that. When Jesus then is going on to say, I want you to love everybody like I've loved them. Because that's what he goes on to say in, in verse 34, which I have written down for you. So I give you a new commandment. Love each other just as much as I've loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you're my true followers. This is all in the same thing they're washing the feet they're handing that bread to Judas they're knowing just what Judas is about to do and then he's saying I want you to love each other like I've loved you and again it's not supposed to be a heavy thing and we have to remember it down to us <laughs> we're the ones that Jesus so loves we're his dearly loved people And I just want to finish by looking at two other little verses, um, two other little bits which I've written down here, Galatians and Colossians, that just give a bit of insight, I think, into how we can really wash one another's feet, how we can uh, more get a deeper grasp of what it would look like to wash people's feet. Um, And I hope, Timon, that it'll give you, like, thoughts, you know, when when you came with that heart's desire, that it'll give you, like, this is what it's going to look like, isn't it, Jesus? Me and you, this journey together. This is how we're going to embrace people and help them feel loved. So my beloved friends, if you see a believer who's overtaken with a fault and has fallen from the place of victory. May the one who overflows with the Spirit seek to restore him to Christ. What I see is that is that exact washing the feet, seeking to restore someone to knowing who they are in Christ. So that's seeing them with the eyes of Christ. Win him over with gentle words which will open his heart to you and keep you from exalting yourself over him. That's what Josh was saying. You know, thinking anybody's superior. No, we're not We're not having that. We're all on the same level. I'm going to help you. You're going to help me. Love empowers us to fulfill the law of Christ as we carry each other's troubles. If you think you're too important to stoop down to help another, you're living in deception. And then Colossians 3, you are always and dearly loved by God. So put on the garment of the virtues of God since you've been divinely chosen to be holy. And I used to think that was I had to try to be holy. But no, (laughs) we've been divinely chosen to be holy because he's given it to us as a gift. Be merciful and as you endeavour, that means to try to understand others, and be compassionate, showing kindness to all. Be gentle and humble. Unoffendable in your patience with others. Now that's why I want to stop there. Because that verse has really, that just, that little phrase, be unoffendable in your patience with others, has been really helping me recently. Because um, you know, if somebody does something that's, uh, say, quite damaging to you or, or quite painful, or you're feeling rejected by them, it's very easy to get very angry, or you know, feel offended in your heart, and like act a bit back. Do you know what I mean? Just get a bit angsty back, or um, but just that phrase, be unoffendable in your patience with others, and it's just so helped me when things have been going on. I was like, actually, Jesus, I can't do this right now, but you, your patience—I'm full of your patience towards this person I'm not going to believe that they're doing it on purpose and I'm just going to I'm going to just right now trust you and be unoffendable I want to be unoffendable help me because this is who you are you never got offended with Judas all you did was keep going towards him in love knowing just what he was about to do get you killed get you whipped beaten whatever Yet you still handed over that piece of bread. Showing him that intimate friendship. Um Let me just see if i bother. Oh I mean, it's just all great. <laughs> it just goes on to forgiving, really. Which is is always a key. Don't forget. Forgive. It's always a key to just being able to move into that place and not being offended. So hope that helps, Timon. I mean, just not wanting not wanting to seem heavy again, just like thinking of lying back in the chair, this is Jesus, I'm resting in him, and this is how we're going to be today. But this is what it looks like. And I think that picture of what it actually looks like to love someone is so important. Otherwise, we don't know what it looks like. Um, but it, it helps us to, okay, Dad, that's what it looks like. You're going to let me do that then. Great. We're going to do this together. So, there you go. Living loved, loving you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Our Destiny podcast. For further information, check out www dot